0: Welcome to this podcast, recorded live at the Junction Church, Aberdeen. We pray this message inspires and encourages you. For more information, you can connect with us at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Why don't we just open up our hearts right now and just ask the Holy Spirit to come right in and begin to minister to us? Uh, I I feel that we must continue to develop a Uh, a discipline of of making sure our heart leans first to God before it leans anywhere else. And uh, it's something that we must continue because naturally we're of the flesh uh, and we we tend towards those things which are emotional, those things which are feeling-based. But we must be first God-based, amen, and allow that. So let's just ask the Holy Spirit to come. Father, we thank you that your Spirit has been sent upon the earth that your uh, name may be known, that your glory may may be revealed, that your word may be uh, empowered upon uh, this congregation. Father, we thank you that you are here with us and we pray right now that your spirit move among us, that we may know your presence and your glory, and may know what it is to lean upon you and have your word speak deep truths into our heart. I thank you, Lord, you're revealing great, and wonderful and beautiful truths in Your mighty name, all God's people said, "Amen, amen, hallelujah." This morning, I I, I have something in my heart which, for all the messages, I, I wrestle a lot over what I'm going to speak, and and uh, I've said more recently that how much I've deeply wrestled since um, probably the sort of September October time, the Holy Spirit is, has has given a fresh word into into our hearts, and that word has caused something much deeper to work on the inside and and for for someone you know for our preaching team and those who preach and uh, regularly they they will still sort of say how long does it take you to prepare and and, and I can write a message in worship uh, I can uh, but then I've been preaching uh, for 25 uh, in fact I've been preaching since I was 18 so uh, that's that's more than thirty years, right? So, uh, so I, I can do that, right? And and that's just the instinctive nature of, of of something that you do all the time. But but to bring the word of God, right, it, it is more than just getting a few notes and writing it down. It it it, it requires something. So this morning, I am saying all of that as a, as a precursor to say, please come with me on this journey because. Because this message is perhaps a little bit more out there than I normally go, and, uh, and let's put up that picture first. Let's put that picture. We're going to we're going to use that. Just keep that picture up, and we'll put all the scriptures over there. Yeah, this is nice, isn't it? This is one of my favourite flowers. Uh, and I'm a sucker for flowers, really. I, uh, no pun in, in, intended. So, um, so I'm a, I'm a sucker for flowers because I, I think that they they bring such life. Ah. Uh, into the house. I love buying Cheryl flowers. I'm not like big into being given flowers, by the way. I, I'm not wired like that. And uh, so, <laughs> but I like having flowers in the house, and I like buying flowers. And um, I, I, I always feel kind of like when the house is bare and the flowers have all died. Um, I, I find it difficult to walk past the uh, Tesco's the section where all the the bouquets are. But I'm still a man, so it, anything under five pounds is okay. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's kind of a it's, it's budget. And I always go to the uh, I always go to the section uh, reduced first, and uh, I want to check them out. I don't normally buy something from there because they always look a bit ropey, but. But I did manage to get some tulips from the cheap section, uh, just, the, just the other day. We've got these beautiful tulips in the kitchen and, uh, I think that's, are they in the kitchen? Yeah, they are, aren't they? And, uh, so, uh, I just love the, the, the beauty and, and, um, but this morning I want us to have a look at these, uh, this flower here and, and, and ask you a trick question, right? Uh, you know it's a trick question by the fact that I'm asking it. And, uh, so the question is what color is it? All right, So we would say it, it's orange, right? Generally, that, that's a fair answer, isn't it? It's an orange flower. It's a tiger lily uh, and it's orange, but really orange is a secondary color um, and it's a, a mix of red and yellow, um, but within it is also purple, um, which is a mix of blue and red. Um, and... It also has green, which is blue and yellow. Uh, so you've got all the primary colors. The reality is within the, within that flower, you've, you've pretty much got most of the colors somewhere within the, the color spectrum. You've got most of those colors being revealed or, or mixing together to create other colors, which is how we see this flower here. And what I want to speak about this morning, I, I first called this. I didn't really know what to call the message, so I called it "The Color of God." Um, what is the color of God, or what is, how does His light color our world? What is it that causes His color, the color that we see? What is it that causes that to reveal such beauty and such wonder? And and uh, I uh, was doing sort of some reading on, on how light uh, impacts and, or creates color, because light is really, um, uh, Newton discovered that, that white light is all of the colors at maximum sort of brightness mixed together. And that's white. So white is actually all of the colors. And we have white light. Outside the light is is white. In in the summertime, it's a blue white. in the the autumn time it turns to a more red light and blue light creates a huge amount of energy which causes plants to grow and the red light causes things to just slow down a bit and plants to to the, in the autumn for fruit to ripen um and, and to go red the the green uh leaves within a uh, that we see on the trees they um give up their um what's that ingredient that they have is a uh, chlorophyll chlorophyll is that right okay uh, you can tell I don't know what I'm talking about so the green leaves um they uh, they have chlorophyll which is which is creates this sort of green but actually what's going on is that the leaves are absorbing light uh, and they're absorbing the blue light and the red light and and the, they're absorbing all of the colors that are in light but the green is the least useful, so that's what gets refracted back. Uh, but they're absorbing the other ones because that's giving them energy. But the green is still beautiful and it's something which is refracted through. And I began to realize that as I was looking at these incredible flowers, how the kingdom of God is a kingdom of light. But Jesus said in John. Uh, was it John's gospel? Let me go with you. go with me here. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, this is an incredible statement. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. This is a statement has never been said before. And we read it, and we read it as an understanding that he is the light. And so we speak about the light as as though it might be one who is a torchbearer. And there is a torchbearer showing the way in the midst of the darkness. But Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And light is an extraordinary, powerful spectrum of wavelengths upon which color is only one tiny part of that. All radio signal, all the different frequencies that we see going on. This is part of the the spectrum of light light. And it's not like different. It doesn't have dividing factor. It just blends from one end to the other and different spectrums overlap. And we see color because we're seeing a part of that spectrum. But the spectrum is vast. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In other words, there is such power, there is such life, there is such light that emanates from him. That that life and that energy has a huge impact on who we are and what we see and what we reveal and what we minister. And this morning, I I want us to understand that if light gives us color, then that color, is an extraordinary healing, restoring, empowering force. Because blue light that is being fed, that comes in the spring season, causing plants to grow, puts such energy in life that things just begin to radically change. Things which were asleep begin to be birthed again. And you see the light of the Lord isn't just a torch to show you the difference between right and wrong. It's an energy of life that touches the very fabric of who we are so that we are radically transformed. But more than that, the light that enters into us then is absorbed and also refracted through us. And so this morning, I want us to understand the light that is refracted, the light that begins to get poured out through our lives is an extraordinary light. When Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he was speaking of a covenant grace. It's a covenant message. I am the light of the world. Let me read it to you again. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. That's a covenant promise. I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not have darkness but have the light of life. Now that's different to seeing where you're going. It doesn't say you shall have a torch so you can work your way in the midst of the darkness. He says you won't have darkness. You're going to have the light of Life. So suddenly, light is more than just visibly being able to see where I'm going, although that is crucial. It is the very energy that empowers us to reflect and reveal His glory. In Genesis chapter 9, Noah has just got off the ark. It stopped raining. And God has brought a judgment upon an extraordinary sinful world. And he brought a judgment to restore his creation and bring healing to mankind. And to do that, he he forms a rainbow in the sky. Now, when I was a kid, I was brought up in Sunday school and said, this is, uh, God created the rainbows. There's never been a rainbow before, and God created a rainbow. Now, on reflection, I think it's probable that rainbows had always been there, even if it had never rained, right? Because for creationists, at this point, it never rained. But there would always be rainbows, because rainbow is simply light reflecting through water. And we can see rainbows in waterfalls. We can see rainbows. So so there's always been rainbows. But when God places rainbow, he says, see this as my covenant promise. Romans Genesis chapter 9. He says, and God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you. And every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you what is god saying you see the, the, the beauty of the word of god is there's always more to what he's saying than our understanding perceives god says i'm setting a rainbow jesus said i'm the light of the world you see the light of god when refracted through us reveals a dimensions of color that causes an extraordinary Empowering and touch. You see, in in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says that the Holy Spirit will be poured out and that there shall be a manifestation of the things of the Spirit. You see, when the Holy Spirit reigns upon us, the light of God is refracted through the rain of the Holy Spirit. And now we see the full rainbow of God's colors. In Rome, in Corinthians, we see what that rainbow is. It's the manifestation. It's the revealing of the power of God. It's the revealing of the word. See, the word of knowledge is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit refracted. Holy Spirit refracted through me. So the light of God touches me. And as refraction is simply light that bends through a prism and as it Bends through, and so it changes the direction of the light, and causes light, which is which is travelling, colours are formed at, at different speeds, and so I could get this wrong now, but red I think travels slower than blue. So, um, or that might be wrong. So anyway, one of them travels faster than the other, and and it causes that the light to reveal the different aspects and those colors are not just oh look they're pretty they're actually empowering they actually do something they bring to creation an empowering of creation so so the refraction of light reveals what the light is doing and so the holy spirit when he's poured out upon us the rainbow It's not just a covenant that God isn't going to destroy man. It's a covenant that God is going to touch man with his empowerment and his grace and the supernatural life of God, word of knowledge, prophecy that restores and redeems hearts, healing of physical bodies. There is the manifestation of the speaking of tongues. These are all the rainbow colors of God refracting through man you understand what I'm saying here. So there's an incredible you see when God touches your life, Jesus said, "I am the light of the world." So when we stand in his presence and his light flows over us, it has to refract through us. This lily is refracting and reflecting light. Now here's this is I'm I'm just going well off notes here because I I spent ages trying to get this message together just so that you can understand what I'm talking about but I've so many scriptures in my heart and I can't write them all down but in the Old Testament when the when the priest had to make a sacrifice they would they would come to the temple so the children of Israel would would bring a lamb for sacrifice for their sin the the priest would kill the lamb, burn it, and then he would go to the basin where he would wash. And in the basin, it would reflect back at you. So it was a polished and it's it, the reflection is to reveal the purity that God's light is now shining back at you so so what is now reflected is not sin but its its purity so so we have been created to reflect the glory of god but we've also been created to refract the glory of god so that it has an impact on those who don't know who he is so so to god when god's love shines upon us we reflect God back to him. So when we are forgiven of our sin, Jesus Christ, because he has washed us clean, we are now like that wash basin. We have been washed by the blood of the lamb. And so we now reflect back the light of God's pure white light. We reflect it back to God. But but God can see the fullness of the, we can only see white light as it shines directly at us. But God knows what's in the light. The light is all the colors. But as the white light reflects back to him, it also refracts out the message of salvation, the message of hope and glory to others. Are you with me here? I I want you to understand the power of what it is that's working through us. See, Daniel is another Old Testament Prophet, many of you might remember Daniel. Daniel was the one who who uh, was uh, locked up in the lion's den. He was uh, the one um, who had to uh, deal with uh, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, and he um, also had a uh, a situation with Nebuchadnezzar's son Belshazzar. Belshazzar was. Um, knew the story of Nebuchadnezzar. What happened with Nebuchadnezzar? He was the most powerful king that uh, had ever been, actually. Uh, probably really one of the first sort of superpowers. And Nebuchadnezzar, but he, he grew arrogant. And in his arrogance, God sent a spear upon him and he, and he turned mad. And it was, it was Daniel's prophecy that brought him back into a place of restoration. But Belshazzar, his son, knew the story but still was proud and arrogant. And, but Belshazzar in himself grew agitated and, and because God's judgment was coming upon him because of his pride. And so he, he asks, is there a prophet? And, and, and Belshazzar's wife says, well, there is Daniel. Do you remember Daniel? He, he was the one who prophesied over, over your father. And this is what Belshazzar says of Daniel. I have heard of you. That the spirit of God is in you and that light, understanding, excellent wisdom are found in you. Isn't that interesting? That light, understanding and wisdom is in you. See, See, when Belshazzar was testifying of Daniel's work, he said that light is in you. Now, here's the incredible thing. Jesus said to the church on the Sermon of the Mount. How many of you remember the Sermon of the Mount? The most important sermon that's ever been preached. We need to understand it's the most important because it, it constitutes the forming of everything that we believe and how we should live our life. It is the constitution that makes up the kingdom of God of the New Testament church, the Sermon on the Mount. And while he's there, Jesus said, let me read this to you. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Just, you just can understand why I wrestled over this message, right? Because I got to stick with me. I feel sorry for those who are doing the translating. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 14, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, I want to get I'm getting to one point that the single point I'm getting to you're not the meaning of the point of this message you won't get until the very end right this is all introduction the main point is a single sentence right at the end yeah. or thereabouts a paragraph jesus said i am the light of the world then when he preaches to the crowd he says and he's speaking prophetically of the church you are the light of the world so what has happened is that jesus the light of the world from whom all life comes is shining his light upon us that we may refract the wonder of that light to all creation, all of the world. In other words, we are now the refracting light of the kingdom of God. That is what we are called to be. Now, all of what I have just said to you came to me while reading a scripture with no reference to any of those points. Let me read to you this scripture so that I can confuse you just a little bit more. 1 John 5, verse 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know We love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. And loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, while I was reading this scripture, for me this is one of the most beautiful scriptures in the in the New Testament and while I was reading it I got an image of a flower because it was so beautiful give me for seeing in imagery and pictures and artistry that's my nature right so I'm reading the scripture and loving what the scripture is saying and the scripture is speaking about an assurance of salvation it's speaking of a victory that we have over the evil one It's speaking of it. But within it is a radiance of colors that comes because of the light of God that shines upon us. So the whole portion of scripture would be like this lily. But what makes up the lily, what makes up the scripture, is a series of colors and beauty and things which form together to reveal the whole thing. Does that you still with me? Okay? So the first verse is the one I'm going to stick with. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has has become a child of God. And as I'm reading it, I'm looking at it, I'm going, belief is like a refraction of God's light. It's like a single color in the mixed Of a lot of other colors. Does that make sense? He who believes. It's like a refraction. That comes through. And and what comes out. The light of God comes on me. I believe. And my belief is refracted. Like a color would be refracted. Does that make sense? But here comes the kicker. If my light that shines through me, is I believe, he who believes. This is where I began to grow very troubled because I've met a lot of people, right? I mean, when I say I've met a lot of people, I've met thousands of people. I've got thousands of friends on Facebook. Of course, I don't know who they are, but (laughs) they've heard of me, right? (laughs) We met somewhere, like some preaching somewhere. But what I've found is this. Of all thousands, I've met many, many people. In fact, I was talking to someone here on Friday night while the prayer meeting was going on. I was ministering to a man I've known of for 20-something years, and his life had taken some pretty bad scenarios due to some pretty poor decision-making. He said this, I believe. God, I believe I believe in the Lord, and it troubles me because a lot of people say they believe, but Jesus, he speaks. He says, "Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves His children too." Those are a mix of colours to there. Everyone who believes loves God and loves His children too, but not everyone I know who say they believe in God, loves God, or loves his children too. So, but they do genuinely believe that Jesus is the Christ. Gives us a problem, right? The light of God shines on them, but nothing's being refracted out of them. The light of God shines on us, and I began to realize that believing isn't just what you believe it's how you believe it the how determines what's refracted see a black hole can have light shine into it but nothing comes out the other side jesus said something very similar he said something which never made really made sense to me until i considered this this very weekend it's, one of the, it's this scripture, and I've often read it and thought, I don't really get this. Luke five thirty five to 36. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. A statement like that on its own doesn't make any sense at all. But if you consider that the light of God that shines upon us is truth, and we receive the believing, I believe he is the son of God. But if I don't refract his light, then the light that is on me is now darkness. Because I have something going on in my heart and life that is stopping the light of God From revealing his goodness and glory to others. So, in other words, my believing is only really believing if I'm able to refract the glory and the beauty and the wonder of God by revealing that, by loving God and loving his children too. So, the light of God, the covenant, when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he sets us up to understand that all That he does through us. The Holy Spirit poured out upon us. That's why we must have the Holy Spirit. Otherwise we can't refract his light effectively. Because we can absorb it. But we can't minister it. Because as the Holy Spirit comes upon us. We are able to refract his glory by ministering the word of God. and, and, And ministering the life, the power of the Holy Spirit. Which is like a color of the light of God. Am I I still with you in this house? I haven't lost you. I want us to understand that anything is critical. It's this simple principle. God's light shines on me. How does it shine through me? The light of God that comes upon this beautiful flower reveals such beauty, but is beauty revealed in me? If no light, see, if no light shines through, see, the beauty of a light, a real flower, is is the radiance of the light that's shining through it. You you can see light shining through it. That's why real flowers are better than fake ones. Because fake ones don't refract light they just kind of there. But if you took the light away, you wouldn't be able to see anything. If you can't see anything, then your light has become darkness. What burns in my heart is that we know how to truly believe in God. To believe in him is to receive the light that shines upon us. And let that refract as the full rainbow of God's colors. That we might love his children. That we might minister to those who are lost. We might lay hands on those who are sick. That we might give to those who are poor. That we may just simply step into the full rainbow of God's covenant promise. To heal and restore this land. That's why God gave us a rainbow. Not because it's like cool. I mean, I often looked at the rainbow and thought, okay, hey, it's a covenant sign, it's a rainbow. Woo! God always speaking far deeper than pretty images. His rainbow is the refraction of His love, which is His light. He is the light of the world. God is love, so God is love, and God is light is the same thing. It's the love of God is His light, which has power of wavelengths, which is radiating upon us, that may refract through us, that the supernatural power of God may have impact on every person that is around us. We are not children of God that we may just take what we can and leave what we want we are children of god to reflect his beauty and his wonder and his glory let's stand up showing thanks for joining with us for more information about events service times and how to connect with us visit www.thejunctionchurch.com.